Mythos Busters, investigating the mystery, monsters, and madness of Arkham Horror, the card game. Welcome listeners to another episode of the AV Club, a Mythos Busters production, where we look at cards that we've played with for a very long time. With me tonight is Nick. Hello, Nick. Hello. Uh, We're looking at your least favorite class. How does this make you feel? Um, glad I'm here for it, so I can finally set you guys straight. Oh, good. Uh, Wait, Sean... which class? <laughs> it's the Mystic class. Oh, perfect. Sean, your rebuttal. I I got nothing. I I mean, how do you rebuke truth? What that Mystic is the worst class? The Mystic is the worst class. Thanks, Sean. A rebuke with truth against uh, falsehood. Mm, I'll give you a three for your recovery <laughs> <laughs> and a one for style. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of style, Sean, do you want to read our investigator who is all up in them fine clothes? <laughs> he is. Those vestments sure are spiffy. Mm-hmm. A man of the cloth, you might say. Mm. All right. So Father Mateo is the priest. He's our mystic investigator. He's got four willpower, as you might expect, three intellect, two combat, and three agility. He is a believer and a warden by his traits. He has the reaction ability after an investigator reveals an, an tentacle chaos token. I refuse. An autofail. Uh, an autofail. That's yeah, what they're going for. Okay. Cancel that token and treat it as an Elder Sign token instead. Limit once per game. But wait, there's more. Elder Sign effect. You automatically succeed. After this test ends, either choose one, draw one card and gain one resource. Or if it is your turn, you may take an additional action this turn. He has six health, eight sanity. His deck is your standard 30. He can take mystic cards zero to five, blessed cards zero to three, and neutral cards zero to five. And of course, he's got Codex of Ages, Serpents of Yig, and a random basic weakness. And if that wasn't enough, you begin the campaign with five additional experience. Sadly, so. it turns out five additional experience isn't enough either. <laughs> Ooh. Enough for what? To <laughs> be good. Oh, come Mateo on is my experience with Mateo has been rough. Um, the fact that he's you're basically building a solid purple deck because Blessed right now is what custom ammo. And that's, that's it. it. Mm-hmm. That's it. And he's not that's, using that. That's because the Blessed cards are meek. <laughs> that's a Beatitudes joke for you right there, guys. And they will sh- they shall inherit the card game. Is that? Yes. Okay. His ability is awesome. Like I love, I love that level of control, um, and then the versatility with his actual elder sign effect. But sadly, it, he just doesn't have tools. I think that he's he's below the rest of the mystics as far as um, overall versatility goes. I think I'd agree. Although I, I think that coming as a solo player, mostly, I think he's bad solo. Oh yeah. Uh, I think he fits really well in three to four players as kind of a mid-range helpy. I do like jack of all trades, you know, I kind of do everything but not anything well. Uh, <laughs> and there's more chance one, you're going to draw the auto fail on something more critical. There's just more tests going on. And that ability to turn around a test 
maybe something that's critical, maybe something that's just keeping you pace. I really like. I mean, his elder sign is possibly one of the most powerful ones in the game. I think. I would argue yes. I would argue yeah. the most. Yeah. It kind of depends on your your. There's a lot of factors, but yeah, top three at least. Okay, but yeah, his deck building requirements kind of just leave him a bit dry for now. I mean, once we get more bless cards, maybe he'll turn stuff around. But maybe. Oh, yeah. I mean, his ability is literally well, it's not literally. It's uh, figuratively Deus Ex Machina, right? Like you're you're snatching victory from the jaws of defeat. And yeah, I would agree. In multiplayer, it generally there's there's usually a time where you're like, yep, we're using it now. Mm-hmm. this is his moment has come let's do it whereas in solo that moment you know might not come as as frequently and you kind of have to you have to think to yourself like okay i just failed this investigate test for one mm-hmm. or for one clue because i do the tentacle am i gonna see the tentacle again should mm-hmm. i pop this now to to just keep myself going i think in solo a lot of the times that i've and i haven't played a whole lot of them solo but the times i have played solo if it's like maybe a clue, something like that, I probably won't pop it. But any test of any significance, first chance I get, I take it. Because one in solo, I mean, we've talked about this before, your actions are really compressed. Like you have a lot yeah. to do and very few actions. So saving that single action is great. Plus, you probably get another action. Like the tempo that you can maintain and possibly excel at uh, or accelerate with his ability in solo is insane it just has to actually happen in multiplayer it's more of a okay we're getting near the end we have to evade this guy you do the math okay i'm five up nothing can stop me except for the tentacle father mateo still has his ability you're good Mm. yeah he kind of for for a limited time he he makes nil that uh that assertion that nothing can stop me but the tentacle because while his ability is there, like even the tentacle can't stop you. It's mm-hmm. and that has value just yeah. to have that in your back pocket. So what do you guys find yourselves spending that five experience on at his starting at like scenario one campaign, Mateo, what do you spend the five XP on? Depends mm-hmm. on the campaign. I would say mm-hmm. in a vacuum campaign, um, seal of the elder signs really good for him. Just because, like, I meant drop that in in place of an unexpected courage, just because being able to automatically succeed any test and then proc his ability, mm-hmm. super solid. I also mm-hmm. enjoy a grotesque statue, because the more tokens you see, the more likely you are to see that Elder Sign and be able to use his ability. Sure. In solo, I really like Crystalline Elder Sign, getting that plus one mm-hmm. all the time, essentially. Like, I don't mind sealing it, because it just means I get plus one on every single skill test for here on out. I know we're not reviewing that card, but anyone who tells you that sealing the plus one isn't worth it is just so mistaken. (laughs) (laughs) They've never done it. Yeah. Yeah. They don't understand probabilities. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we should probably move on to a six, right? Yeah, we should probably talk Mm -hmm. about those. So the Codex of Ages, uh, Finis Omnium Nuke Est. My Latin's a bit rough. Finis Omnium Nuke Est. There you go. Two-cost asset, uh, has a willpower pip and a wild icon. Pip. Uh, item, <laughs> item relic tome and blessed uh, you get plus one willpower while there is a token seal here and then reaction when you would reveal a chaos token from the chaos bag discard the codex of ages the sorry resolve the elder sign token that was sealed here as if it were just revealed from the chaos bag instead of revealing a token oh also sorry father mateo deck only seal the elder <laughs> sign 
<laughs> Apparently that's, that's important. Kind of, kind of important. Yeah. yeah. Probably should have led with that. Yeah, yeah probably. Uh, I just kind of saw the Father Mateo deck only and just wiped over that line in my head. <laughs> um, and it takes up a hand slot. So with this and with getting Seal of the Elder Sign, you can pull... Uh, what is that one two you can get effectively three elder signs that shouldn't be there that's pretty Mm -hmm. good so like despite his limitations and his abilities uh the cards that he comes with are super awesome i just wish there was an easy way to get this thing in play Mm -hmm. now i will say playing this in four player and taking the elder sign out (laughs) i feel very guilty that's a bit of a thing (laughs) it is and i think if you're playing four player you use this over a turn or two at most yeah um, sure. When you're playing solo, this stays out for as long as you can, I think, until you really need that boost. Hmm. Yeah, sure, I, yeah, I can see I that. think it, it definitely stays out longer. Mm-hmm. I think in multiplayer, you're right. I mean, taking the Elder Sign out is a thing. Mm-hmm. You want to put it back in when you can. So I think when you play this down, you want to have an objective. You want to be like, okay, this test needs hitting over here. Yeah. Let's go do that, and I will make sure it gets hit. I'm Mr. Fix-It. Yep. Mateo fix it. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. something like uh, if you're, let's say you have to attack something twice with shriveling, putting this down, testing once with the plus one willpower, and then the second time throwing it away for the elder side, something like that. Like if the, yeah. if the enemy is engaged with an, an opponent, or sorry, an opponent, fellow player. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing, really. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I got grief decks on the mind. I mean, you are sealing the elder sign after all. <laughs> I like how we just talked about how the Crystalline Elder Sign wasn't a big deal, and now we're like, don't steal the Elder Sign for very long. Well, I think there's a difference, though, between plus one and the Elder Sign, right? Like, the Elder Signs, I would agree. a lot of mm. characters have really decent ones. It, I would say it depends on the investigator. Yeah. Uh, Agnes or Roland, they don't care about the Elder Sign too often. Like, yeah. it's just another zero to them. Mm-hmm. So. Right, like, if you're Roland, Mateo, and Agnes, you seal that Elder Sign. <laughs> they can just deal I with think, it. I think Roland and Agnes would be looking at Mateo and being like, what are you doing here? <laughs> We're fine on our own, thanks. We've got this, yeah. <laughs> no, no thank you. Bear. But guys... Are you, are you selling something? Or, I mean... Uh, uh, so, so weakness, I suppose, Bear's yeah. mentioning as well. Nick... You're the weakest mm. one on this cast. Why don't you? Uh... <laughs> Jesus. In it from all angles today. Um, Serpents of Yig is a weakness. Fight two, health three, and evade two. Humanoid monster and serpent traded. Prey is Father Mateo only. They're hunter. And revelation, search the chaos bag for the Elder Sign chaos token and seal it on Serpents of Yig. They deal one damage and one horror. Hmm. I... I'm going to say something kind of extreme. I want you guys to let it sink in for a second. Mm -hmm. I think for the investigator, this is one of the worst weaknesses, signature weaknesses we have. Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, that was easier than I expected. (laughs) (laughs) I'll put this lube away now. (laughs) No, I I completely agree. I think he's a very, very manageable enemy. Like if you have a guardian partner, they're like, oh yeah, yeah, I, I got him. Right, like, but it's the yeah, it's the fact that for most mystics to handle even just a three health enemy, um, they require more setup than than the other classes. Um, that's are, already are, what's setting him back. Guys, what's more obnoxious, three health enemies or left hand turns? <laughs> uh, probably left hand turns because there's always the chance um, someone could be, you know, something could go wrong there. <laughs> Maimed or killed. Um, but close <laughs> second is three health enemies. 
I mean, they're, they're, because he gets the 5 XP, there is that option for him to go straight to shriveling level 5. And now <laughs> you sure. Right? Like, to, at the the serpent's start, got nothing on me now. <laughs> right, but that's that's a decent tool. As much as I hate it. Because yes. I've played so many games where the, the mystic goes insane in like three turns because <laughs> they keep on drawing tokens. Um, oh, Ransom Man answered correctly. Left-handed enemies. That not entirely, not entirely unlike the Serpents of Yig here. Look at that. Oh, he is left-handed. Left, yeah, left-handed three health <laughs> enemies are the worst. Yep. Notebooks don't work for us. <laughs> I mean, yeah, so playing solo, pain in the ass. Playing multiplayer, we're going to have hopefully someone who can help you out with this guy. Not too bad. Yeah. And it is, it is a small comfort that if you've managed to get out his signature asset... Then the Serpents of Yi hops into play. They can't seal the Elder Sign. Yes. So, mm, yeah, a little bit of you know reprieve there, but he's still just so obnoxious. God damn, I hate three health. Nick, er, oh, you just read. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> uh, could you could you not see through the mists? I, I oh had gosh. trouble seeing Nick's name. I'm really excited to to read this one. Uh, oh, so we've God. got level zero mists of Rilia. It's a, uh, of course, a mystic asset. Uh, level zero. Cost two. It has one agility pip. Spell trait and uses four charges. Action, spend one charge. Evade. This evasion attempt uses willpower instead of agility. If you succeed, after, the evading, after evading the chosen enemy, you may move to a connecting location. If a bad stuff symbol is revealed during this evasion attempt, choose and discard a card from your hand. And of course, it takes up an arcane slot. I have found this to be a great card. Me too. In in most mystics, I oscillate back and forth between one of and two of. Mm. Yeah, it's fantastic. <laughs> that extra move, man. It's huge. Solo yeah. is so good. Because mm-hmm. there's so often, especially in, in investigators that aren't thin, you'll already be dealing with an enemy. Say you miss a shot that was supposed to kill it. The turn ends. Next mythos phase, you pop another enemy and it's like, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't have any extra actions to evade it's like okay what do i do i evade that's going to eat an action that i could be using to try to kill it blah 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 but here you can just be like all right evade one all right now i've only got one guy with me and i have a little breathing room mm-hmm. or if you've only got one enemy it's like hey evade free move. i mean anytime you can get a free move that is just solid yeah and i like if- now knowing what the sound you make for missive really is <laughs> 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 sorry scott go ahead super fast sound (laughs) yeah you know and even if you do draw one of the bad stuff tokens and you still succeed it's like i'm discarding a card to move yeah that's Mm -hmm. the worst case scenario right and i play shortcut all the damn time right (laughs) a card in your hand is it random no No, no, you get to choose so not bad like it turns a card in your hand into shortcut i would do Mm. that a lot especially in solo yeah. Yep. Well, I mean, what what else do you say? <laughs> so good. I find this card super unique. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a nice little tool in ye old mystic toolbox. Yep. It's uh, it's a stone's throw away from oh my God. being <laughs> Nick's next card to read. <sighs> yes, the Cathonian Stone. Stygian Waymark. It's a three resource costed mystic asset with one intellect icon item relic and cursed traded 
Your laundry is done. My laundry is done. <laughs> no, no, it's like, uh, it's like it's, really done, apparently. It is, yeah. It really, it knew I was recording. So mm-hmm. um, it's game text reads, seal, skull, cultist, tablet, or elder thing, forced. After you reveal a, a t- an autofail symbol during a skill test, return the Chthonian stone to your hand. Takes up one hand slot. I'm sad that you corrected yourself when you were about to say tentacle. <laughs> <laughs> and tentacle. Yeah, I like this. Um, I usually like I I don't always include it, but the thing is, like mystics don't always have a lot that's competing for the hand slot. Usually, accurate. So I think a one of in most mystic builds is generally a good idea. It's also unique, so you don't necessarily want to double up because I've had it where I have one in play and there's no threat of it going anywhere, mm-hmm. and then I just have one sitting in my hand. Um, the what I think is really cool and what makes this card really awesome in multiplayer is that it only goes away after you reveal the auto fail token. Mm-hmm. Um, so your allies can reveal that tentacle token all day long and it's not going to mess anything up. But I, so yeah, I'm 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 actually very positive on this card. Yeah, I've used I it a lot strength... in. Oh, sorry, Goshan. Um, I think the strength of this card kind of depends on the campaign a little bit more than a lot of cards, especially a lot of the seal cards. Um, because different campaigns have really done different things with the bad stuff tokens. If you look mm. at, if you look at you know Knight of the Zealot or even Dunwich, like there's there's kind of a hierarchy, a very strict hierarchy of how bad those bad stuff tokens are. So like yeah. in Dunwich, if you can seal the Elder thing, that is very solid. Mm-hmm. But then you move into you know say Forgotten Age, where kind of depending on the scenario, you know the cultists might be really bad in one and not quite so bad in the other. It just kind of it adds a different value proposition to this card in different campaigns. I find two in standalone as well. Like if you look at mm. Rougarou, like there's one mm. elder thing in there and it's brutal. It's like the yeah. Rougarou moves towards you and attacks you eight times and you die or something like that. <laughs> I'm paraphrasing. <laughs> right. No, I think that's what it says. Yeah. <laughs> Checks out. Yeah. Mm. Um, so it's it's. I think it has higher value, like you said, in certain scenarios and certain campaigns. Uh, I've made one of my most favorite decks, the castration slash uh, manscaping gym bag <laughs> control uh, archetype. And this is a key piece to it. And once this gets out, I mean, it's fantastic. Like the, the as far as the numbers go, like taking that bad sign out is great i also like it in and nick we've discussed this too uh one or two of in ursula if you're running oh yeah uh ellie Uh Um, or putting this in in jim with ellie as well so you can grab his trumpet or the stone like you have a better chance of hitting a relic right and just as ursula just grabbing the worst token of the bag whatever yeah ursula loves this too because until you get bow you don't have anything else really taking up those hand slots unless you're throwing magnifying glasses or whatever in there but um yeah no great great card i'm running this i'm running one of these in my current akachi run through tfa and it's done work so so i'm gonna just protect us from any uh other bad tokens by reading the (laughs) protective incantation almost goes part and parcel with the cathedral stone so it's protective incantation a level one one cost asset it has a willpower icon there you go, Nick. Uh, Thank you. Ritual, blessed. Uh, group limit two copies of protective incantation in play. Seal any token except for the autofill. Forced at the end of your turn, you must either spend one resource or discard protective incantation. And it takes up a arcane slot. 
I love this card. Me too. <laughs> with Chthonian Stone. <laughs> yep. And the thing is with this one, like, because it's seal any except auto fail, like, I usually end up going, what's the biggest negative? There's a negative yeah. five in the bag right now? Nope. Take that out. Because no, I don't think we've seen any other cards that can seal any of the negative numbers. numbers. Yeah. yeah. Just the positive ones. Um, so this is super useful in that regard. And like I said, I'm running an Akachi build with this. And Akachi loves this because Akachi can usually be pretty heavy stacked with cash. Mm -hmm. um, so keeping this thing in play isn't that big of a deal. So let me level us out here. I really, I like this card, but I think it's a great card in a deck that can bear its limitations. Yes. So I think, I think, mm. and those limitations are you need a resource engine because this gets expensive yeah. after a while. Basically, you, if you don't have a resource engine, you are committing to playing basically nothing else for the duration that you have this out. Mm. Which, you know, mid to late game could work, but I don't think a lot of decks like that. And second, you have to be able to give up an arcane slot. For a lot of mainline mystics, that's rough. But that said, we're getting more and more options that, you know, or for mystics to do things that would normally, you know, be your shriveling or your right of seeking or fit in that arcane slot. So, you know, I, I feel like the space for it is opening up with every pack. Mm -hmm. Is do you think that this is worth it to slap down? Like, okay, you have one resource left in your pool. You play this. You seal <laughs> one of the worst tokens that's possible. You, <laughs> I'm sorry, you have two left. So then you pay you pay your one to keep this in play. And then next turn, you just, you don't worry about it. So then you effectively get two rounds out of this and that's it. Do you think it's still worth the card space in the arcane slot for two? I suppose it's super dependent, but... If it's right near the end of the game and you think it's going to be the last two turns, maybe. Mm. Or oh, yeah. if it's four player and you go first to the first round and last the next round. Yeah. I don't know. It's tough I think to it say. depends. Yeah. Ransom Man has a good point in chat, like uh, in a Daisy deck with Milan. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, sure. That's like, I mean, if you're playing three or four player and she's not taking Shriveling as her defensive options, then this is a great card to take up those slots because, I mean, everyone what knows how Milan works. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and Mystic has a lot of resource generation in it as well. I think more than, uh, more than Guardian for sure and more than I think maybe even... Um, I think more than Seeker. I think Seeker just has Milan and Unearthly Ancients, and that's about it. Pretty much Milan, yep. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, but I mean, Mystic, you have at least three different cards. Granted, nobody plays Alchemical Transmutation, um, but you have at least three different cards that can get your resources, so... Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess Alchemical Transmutation is slightly more attractive when you've got that minus five enthrall, but let's not get carried away. That's <laughs> <laughs> well, even still. Would you do that or Forbidden <laughs> Knowledge? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um so this is probably a comment more just on the seal mechanic and that bag control archetype that you were talking about scott but i've actually come around to the idea that it's not as good in standalone it's it's way better as you build into it through a campaign because the standalone bags just have so many more tokens mm -hmm. taking yeah. one out just has a, a lessened effect so you and I were talking about that the other day, and you posed the big question that no one really wanted to answer because it's kind of painful. But like, okay, you can do all this stuff and seal these tokens and protect everyone, but is it worth the work? Yeah. I'm I, still I, out, yeah. but I think in campaign, it's definitely more worth the work than in yeah. standalone. I think the big the issue is the big payoff is uh, seal of the Elder Sign, where you can actually seal the autofail. You mean... Uh, uh sign of seal sign of the seven signs. Seal of the seven signs. Yes, yes. Sorry. 
Psilocybin. Yeah, the, the seal the autofail <laughs> card. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's a big thing to work towards. And so getting this on like through a campaign, I think, is tough. Because there's like I guess the way I build my the bag control things, I put so much effort towards that that right. I'm not sure how I would work that in a campaign. Like what would I start with and what would I move right. out What's to move first pieces buy? in? Yeah, so well, I'm currently doing like my Akachi build is leaning bag control because I picked up Sign of the Seventh Seal Seal of the Seventh Sign. I honestly, I honestly cannot keep that one straight. I picked up, um, as Sean would call it, Dormammu, um, <laughs> and that in Akachi is super fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I really like. I really like maybe not building a deck that's built for bag control, but I love splashing that into mystics and just feeling like you have more, more say over the, the pacing of the game <laughs> than any other, any other class. So I'm sorry, just for listeners, what's Dormammu? Uh, from Dr. Strange. No, I mean, what card? Oh, the seal of the seven sign. Oh, of the seven seal. Seven. Oh, got you. Yeah. <laughs> also Dormammu for me, Morgan. not just for listeners. <laughs> <laughs> well so so guys that being said i i don't feel very good about the future would you say you have a bit of some foreknowledge that is shaded <laughs> i wow. wondered where you were gonna go with that is it it's me? like you guys are actively it's me, worse with each one <laughs> i think it's you sean besides okay. this is like your favorite card ever so I do love it. Okay, so Dark Prophecy is a level zero mystic event. It costs one. It has a willpower and an agility icon. It is augury traded and fast. Play when you would reveal a chaos token. Note that it doesn't have to be for a skill test. Reveal five chaos tokens instead of one. Choose one of those tokens with a bad stuff symbol or elder or uh, tentacle or autofail. That's also bad. To, yes, also bad. To resolve <laughs> and ignore the rest. If no such token is revealed, you may choose any one of those tokens to resolve and ignore the rest. In any mystic, this is good. In gym, this is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So I think you have to be you have to be doing one or one of two things here. You have to be kind of playing around with token play. You know, you've got yeah. You know, we'll talk about cards later, but you've got um, counterspell, premonition. You know, anything. Yeah. You know, anything that would let you do something with a specific token if you're trying to dig for it. Or you have to be playing Diana Stanley. In either of those decks, this is a great card. Or Mm -hmm. Jim. Well, yeah, but Jim inherently is playing with tokens. But Diana Stanley, you ignore the rest. You don't cancel it. That's true. She triggers off and ignore. She's cool. Oh, really? I thought it was ignore or cancel. Or sorry, it is ignore or cancel? It's ignore or cancel. Oh, well, never mind. Mm. This is a good card mm. in Diana. <laughs> Do you think there's also, merit in playing this in a mystic that isn't going heavy control, but maybe has like a Chthonian stone? I Possibly. Think, I think there's merit to this. Just to me, it's a like you're drawing five tokens and a lot mm-hmm. of the chaos bags and campaigns are like 14, to 18. Like, yeah. And there's some that are like super low, right? And so you're, yeah. you're drawing a large percentage of the bag. You're probably gonna hit one of those. You have to be. You have, you have to know that you're gonna be able to pass uh, some of those bad stuff tokens, right? Like a right. skull well, is yeah, minus you two. Would, you wouldn't. Yeah. When you play this, you'd go. I hope I get a skull, or I hope I get a tablet. You know, right. you have one that you're aiming for. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but yeah, this one I'm I, I like it, and obviously, like Sean said, it fits with any deck that's looking for specific things. If you're playing Defiance or something like that, however, I think there could be room for one of this in most three player up Mystic builds. Yeah, yeah I don't so. I don't think there's room in solo. No, 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 no. I think your deck is too cramped. This is yes. a nice card, but not a nice to have, but not a need to have. Except for Jim and Diana. You're right. I would argue, yeah, those two would be exceptions. Yep. So the uh, <clears throat> the dream combo, and I know we haven't <laughs> talked about all these cards yet officially on AV Club, but they're out there if you want to look these up. So the dream combo is you have an enemy attack you, you play a hypnotic gaze, <laughs> and then when you go to pull that token to see if you do the damage back to the the enemy, you play this, so you just vastly improve your chances of pulling the token you're looking for. Uh-huh. And then when you hit, you play uh Eldritch Inspiration, which was previewed by that other <gasps> podcast. Oh yes. And you do double damage. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's like that's like top of the hill jank for me, but it's 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 the holy grail. What is that like <laughs> five, six resources and three cards? <laughs> <laughs> to do like four damage back to an enemy though. Oh wow, yeah, okay. <laughs> Or That's test, wild. Or test yeah. shriveling twice. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Get out of here. With but your cool. Logic. Yeah. Cool. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm just kidding. I love jank. So that's that's good. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, what do you? What's your uh, favorite card? And you know what? I'll even include Mateo in this option because yeah. I I don't think he's my favorite card out of the Mystic cards in this box. <laughs> really. Yeah, I, I like him. I think he's fun in four player. I don't like him solo, but he's not my favorite card out of the five. Right. Right. I gotta go mists. Um mm. we had we had blinding light. It was okay as an evade option for mystics who don't have decent natural evade. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> man, it does so much work in solo. Like it's got a lot of flexibility in multiplayer because in multiplayer there are times where you just need someone needs to evade that enemy because it's just messing up our, our business. Mm. And uh, yeah, Miss is just a great tool. I'm happy to have it. Mm. Nick? Um, I also am very fond of Mists, but I'm actually going to say Protective Incantation um, simply because it's cheaper than the Chthonian Stone and it provides me with more options as far as sealing. Um, so it's one of those cards that even if it's only in play for a round or two, I still feel really good about playing it for the most part. Um, but yeah, the biggest downside to it would be that arcane slot like Sean brought up. Yeah. Can I cheat and say my favorite card is the seal mechanic? No. Okay. Um, I think I have you got to go... the Nick veto. Yeah. I think I have to go. I think I prefer the stone ever so slightly mm. uh, because Ellie can grab it. And that, that offers some interesting tricks <laughs> with uh, Jim, uh, yeah. with Daisy. Uh, What's her name? Ursula. Let's call her Ron- Rhonda for some reason. Anyways. <laughs> Rhonda. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but I, I fully also want to say, like, Mists is such a great card for Mystics. They needed it. Yeah. Yeah. Just, the stone Agreed. is my favorite. I mean, we're picking favorites, but this is a good set of cards. I use all set. these cards on the regular. Yeah. Dark Prophecy is the only one that's like a step below the rest, I would say. And that's just because it's more niche. Yeah, it's it's more selective about what decks can actually utilize, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is exactly what niche means. I just thought I'd say that. <laughs> Thank you, Captain Dictionary. 
All right. Well, that wraps up our TFA Mystic episode. Uh, we are going to move right on to Survivor. So if you're listening live, stay tuned. If you're listening on the podcast, hit forward by 15 seconds. Did, does that mean we have to wait 15 seconds now? Does that mean that we're releasing them as one episode? No. No.